Come on, Joe. Let's see the jazz hands, Joe. Come on. There you go. Look at that. Big smile from Joe. Okay. We got jazz hand. <laughs> we got jazz hand. Go ahead. That's all right. <laughs> we still respect your authority. I do it. <laughs> nice. Solo jazz hand from 50 there. We are live. This is episode 151 of the Who Move My Freedom podcast. Live from the Big Daddy. We actually got our Big Daddy guns thing. Some, I can hear this on someone's thing. Who's me? That's you, Tony. It's a lag, dude. Yeah, there you go. So, yeah. Yeah, so we are live, guys. We are going to talk about Florida. We're going to talk about who stood up for Florida and who didn't. Who voted yes for gun control in Florida? We're going to talk about those guys. We're going to name names. We're going to give out numbers. I'm going to try to encourage you guys to push back because as far as I'm concerned, Florida is one of the last bastions of uh, freedom in America. You know, we are we are the dingus of America. You know, we are the dangling participle of America. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, some might say the uh, the penis of America is Florida and the freedom, the freedom is being given away. (laughs) So we're going to talk about that. I also have my friends, Joe from 13C Gun Reviews. Joe, what's up? And I also have Derek from Fitty, Fitty Tactical. Is it not, is it not Fitty Percent Tactical or what's going on? I've kind of dropped the tactical and trying to just go 50%. Oh, oh, okay. The tactical was just like a play on words. It was supposed to be funny, but. Nobody gets oh, it. No one got to show. Okay. <laughs> uh, well, I don't understand what it was supposed to be. Was it supposed to mean like only half tactical? Or? Well, yeah, because the whole missing arm and all that stuff. Uh, a buddy right. of mine said I could only be as half uh, half as tactical as I used to be. So right. that kind of came in with the 50%. Okay. Name I got. All right, cool. All right. Well, I'm glad to have you guys on. I, I think we're getting a guest later on in probably the second hour. Uh, Alaskan. Ballistics? Ballistics. I don't, you wrote this, you, your, your handwriting's horrible. Ballistics. Okay. Um, all right, whatever. We're going to have Alaskan, yeah, we're going to have Alaskan ballistics come on later. I don't know what Lola, what's going on with Lola. So, and um, what's, what's been going on with you guys? I don't think I've seen you guys for a couple of weeks. What's up? Who wants to go first? No, nah, I've just been, I guess, living life. Okay. Yeah, trying to do a whole bunch of different things at once. I'm doing uh, videos for, you know, other clients, and I'm also trying to get my videos done for YouTube so that people aren't waiting so long. Okay, cool. And you're 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 all done with school now, right? Yep. Graduated uh, at the end of last year. Okay, sweet. How's the wife and the kids? Doing good. Doing really good. All right. Awesome. Awesome. Same to you, Joe. What's going on with you? The family, all that stuff. Yeah, things are uh, things are th- things are going well up here, family wise. Uh, Winita said to say hello. She's out right now. Oh, okay, cool. Say hello to you and Lola, and awesome. uh, congratulations on your anniversary as well, man. Uh, it's oh. seventeen years, right? Nineteen, nineteen years. Nineteen, nineteen. Okay, wow. we're we're uh, Winita and I are seventeen years uh, in about two more months. So. Oh, cool. Okay, congratulations yeah. on that. You doing something big? Going traveling or? I don't know. I, I I think we're gonna around that time period. We're definitely gonna take a vacation. We're gonna take a week off. Um, still trying to hammer down what we're gonna do, but uh, we might be down uh, your way around that period. So okay, cool. Um, we'll try and see what's going on there. Otherwise, um, you know, well, we'll, we'll get into some current events later on. But otherwise, you know, weather wise up here, man, it, I got a bunch of projects that are going live and that will be over the past week and the next week. 
uh, stuff that's been stockpiled, man. Weather uh, up in our area, not as bad as what they're experiencing uh, in the Northeast right now. That's one of my buddies up there. But man, it's been tons of snow, single digit weather. It's been horrible. And this past week has been, well, other than flooding anyway, now the other side of it, at least it's, you know, it's been above freezing for a while now, but man, it's been, they're lying when they're talking about global warming and it's, it's hell up here for us filming, uh, you know, when there's either three foot of snow on the ground or sub-zero temperatures, it's just insane. And just it's not, it's not global warming anymore. It's, it's climate change. So right. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that's yeah. why they switched it up. Uh, and just for people who don't know, including me, where are you at? So I am in uh, I'm in the Midwest. I'm in uh, kind of northern Indiana area. OK, cool. There you go. All right. So, you know, um, anyone else that's from uh, northern Indiana, let us know how suffering. What, how many degrees are you there right now? Right now, it's not right now. It's hovering, I think, around freezing uh, right now. So it's not bad. Um, <laughs> way better than it's been. Oh, okay. <laughs> we, we had a heat wave over the weekend. I was out there. I fired up a smoker. It was in the uh, low 40s, and I was absolutely <laughs> loving it. I was out oh, outside man. all day. And as a native Floridian, um, which is why that segment's really going to, when, when you get into that, is going to touch. I was born in Florida, raised in Florida. I spent the first 22 years of my life living there. Um, it's uh, it's taken me a long time to acclimate being up here, and I'm still not used to it. Um, yeah. It's, but, it's 66 degrees here, by the way. It's a little chilly. <laughs> oh, you're killing me. killing me hey listen come visit me when you guys are here man yes i need to yeah i saw mac military arms channel who's actually going to be here tomorrow by the way and not yeah. on the show he's going to physically be here in gainesville hanging out with me nice yeah. And um, he went to go shooting and, and wherever he shoots, that place was all flooded out. Yeah. So he um, he's actually really close to me. He uh, he lives uh, within an hour of me, basically. And I live within about half an hour of where I'm at. I'm about half an hour from his range, that his main range. Oh, OK. Yeah. So that's kind of how close we are up here in this area. But yeah, yeah the, the flooding has been tremendous. My pond out there is a couple feet uh, over. And it's flooded out the southern end of the property. Nothing that's threatening the house or anything, but it's just, it, it's pretty wild how bad it is up here. Yeah. Wow. Okay. So we're going to get into a bunch of things. First thing I want to do is thank everyone that's in the chat right now. Encourage you guys to thumbs ups. Come on, give us a thumbs up. Share this. If you're not following 13C Gun Reviews, please do. That's Joe right there. And also follow Fitty Tactic. Uh, no, Fitty Percent now. He's yeah. I'm confused. He's fitty. It's just fitting. Yeah, it, it doesn't yeah. matter. Yeah. So uh, actually, I think my Facebook page still has the tactical. I don't, I don't think I can change it. Yeah. But the mm-hmm. YouTube channel just says fitty. Yeah. So there you go. Make sure you guys follow him, but please give us the thumbs ups. Let everyone know we're having this conversation. If you have friends, family or anyone in Florida, I'm telling you right now, Florida is on the edge of some serious, serious gun control. And we have to do something about it. And we're, we're definitely going to get into that. The first thing I want to do, let me shout out everyone that's in the chat. And then I'm going to go to Joe and Derek and see what's going on with them. And then we will get into what the hell's going on here in Florida. Um, so I was number one in the chat today. And then came Time and Show. But he, he thinks he's number one. Uh, Screaming Skull Saloon also in uh, Matt 2500HD. Chris Illog. Uh, let's see. Chris Bullis. And let's see who else. Enrique Q says, good afternoon, peoples. 
Uh, let me see. Uh, Screaming Skull Saloon says he has some Puerto Rican relatives down in Florida. They lost touch with them seven years ago. I, I'm not even sure what I, I probably shouldn't have even read that. That's maybe don't put stuff in the chat that I'm not supposed to read. Okay, um, let's see who else. Tasman6955 says, hello, everyone. Tango Hunter says, it was nice having the original gangsters on last night. It's been a while. Yeah, um, Walter and Kevin. So I think Walter could make it tonight. He's got a bunch of stuff going on at the shop. He's busy making MP5 stocks. Ooh. Yeah, so what's that? What's up? Let me ask you a question here. How can I get without opening another page? Is there any way for on this page me to see that actual group that that chat? Yeah. Um. No. You have to. You would have to open another page to see it. What do you okay. use? Are you using like a um an iPad or something? No. No. I'm using my desktop. Yeah. So the or best thing. Could, yeah. Open another page and then just mute any audio that comes out of there. Okay. And All then right, look down at the side and you'll see you'll see it. Okay, cool. That's the best way to see the chat. And if you see stuff going on in the chat that I need to know about, let me know. Okay. Let's see. Uh, Michael Bender says, uh, good evening, Stranger Holics. Maggie W. Uh, Ryan Morales said he just got his uh, GOA pack yesterday. And he says, definitely email your reps and legislators. Uh, by the way, guys, if you want to know who the people are, who the Republicans, Republicans in Florida voted for this gun control bill, that's what I'm calling it. I don't give a crap what they want to call it. It's a gun control bill. Republicans voted for it. 17 of them go into to the description. And I believe that Lola has pasted the names and phone numbers so people can call them and let them, you know, share your disgust with them. Okay. Definitely call them up. Call them up now. Call them up tomorrow. Keep calling them. So there you go. Mr. Snoopy9999 says, yes, I'm 30th. He's 30th in there. So there you go. Michael Bender said he spent three hours at the range today. And uh, that was cool. I actually, I usually just come right into work. But today before I came in this morning, I was out shooting on my range. It was nice out there, Joe. Nice. (laughs) Rub it in. Yeah, it was nice 60-something degrees out there, you know. My goats are just hanging out. (laughs) I got to move back. I've got to. (laughs) Seriously, dude. If you're going to move back to Florida, live somewhere around where I live, man. You can shoot shoot at my place anytime. I appreciate it, man. I, you know, somewhere in the north central area is kind of where I want to be at, so. Yeah, that's where we're at. We're north central. Yeah. Farm country. I mean, you like the farm country, right? Or you... Oh, yeah. 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 I, well, technically, I live on a farm. I don't actually farm it. The guy who lives down the way brings his tractors over here and farms about eight acres or whatever I've got that's corn and soybeans. But yeah, that that's yeah. I'm all about the farm life if somebody else farms it for me. <laughs> <laughs> OK, there's nothing wrong with that. Um, let's see. Uh, Derek, do you live on a farm, man? No, <laughs> I, I used so. to live outside the county. Uh about six years ago, but then we moved back into the city. So my kid was around more kids his age so they could play outside. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 I've seen some drone footage and stuff like that of your place. <laughs> I know that. Yeah. Um, okay. So let's see who else we've got in here. T Bundy says, uh, where else is anyone seeing every, everyone buying everything out? What other states? So I think there was a big conversation here in the chat um before we started that there's lot you know everyone's just going up and, and buying everything they possibly can what do you guys think about that are you all seeing that kind of stuff in the gun stores 
well, <clears throat> I started seeing it. Um, uh, <clears throat> excuse me. Uh, I, I just built a 300 blackout and uh, put one of those binary triggers in there. And doing a binary trigger with a 300 blackout was kind of expensive. So, so I decided to build another, you know, a 5.56 upper. And I went to go look for a really uh, short barrel and all that stuff. And a lot of the stuff was out. So I had to hunt around for a while to find it. Yeah. What about you, Joe? So I've, I, I haven't been really looking to buy things, but looking around, you know, a lot of magazines, especially a lot of lowers have been clearing out. Um, and then, but I mean, a lot of places are dumping lowers back onto the market. I mean, still there's plenty of companies out there that are selling cheap lowers. Um, so, I mean, stuff's still out there, but I think magazines are going to start getting scarce from what I can tell from my, uh, from my uh, industry buddies. There's a lot of uh, a lot of magazines are being bought up now. How many of those are actually selling uh, versus how many are being cleared out from distributors by local guys, uh, local retailers? I'm not sure. Yeah, but, um, it definitely there's a big spike right now. Yeah. Um, and in- interestingly enough, um, there's a huge spike right now on 15 round magazines. Really, people are I buying didn't... a ton of 15 round magazines because people who already lived in a banned state are worried about further restrictions. Mm-hmm. So they're buying 15 round magazines now because that's the highest capacity they could buy in anticipation of a 10 round ban or a seven round ban. Yeah, just keep lowering that friggin' um, yeah. lowering that thing on you. And a lot of these places are hip to uh, things being grandfathered in. So you know the thing, the comment I was going to make about this is, I, I guess mm-hmm. it's good for the stores that you know that stuff selling, but mm-hmm. it's not a good thing that people are going out there and buying things, but they're not calling their their representatives. They're not pushing back. They're not fighting against gun control. What good is it going to do you to have all these things? And you can't do anything with it. For example, an AR lower. You can go buy that. But the, the law here in Florida says you can't modify the rate of fire on a firearm. Who knows what that's going to mean? And if you right. have a lower with nothing in it, you're not going to be able to put anything in it. <laughs> exactly. I, I, I don't think people understand that. And one of the things that I want to impress upon everybody watching here tonight, and, and I would really like for you to share with, with everybody in your circles in every state, this is unlike anything we've ever seen before. We had, you know, however you feel about the NRA, they started to initially kick open this door and the antis smelled the blood in the water. And we are being attacked at every single level. Every single state is has some sort of attack against it right now. National gun groups, whether they however much they want to help or not, there's only so much they can do when there's damn near 50 states talking about uh, some sort of ban right now. There are cities that are talking about bans. One of the a city I used to live in up here in northwest Indiana is talking about banning uh, assault assault weapons in their city limits. Now, can they, can they do that? No, they can't. But they still have it on the agenda for the next uh, yeah. uh, uh, council meeting to talk about it. There's state right. preemption. If they pass this and someone sues them, they're subject to triple damages. And they know this, but they still want to do it. They're still talking about it. Yeah, it's so, the same thing here in Florida. Um, <laughs> cities are talking about it, but you can't do that according to the law of Florida, yeah. but they're going to d- try it anyway. Yeah, they're still going to try it anyway. And it, this is, I mean, you know, in the past, there's never been this concerted effort nationwide at every single level of, of state and federal uh, governments to push for a ban. It's simply overwhelming if people, every single person in every single state needs to get on board and be diligently working toward preventing these things from happening. Because um, and the best example I can give of that, if 
you know, I've been I've been in the car a lot these past two weeks. There's something on uh, NPR, um, and they've been nonstop. For example, t- everything they can tie into a gun ban, they can. And the short the short best example I have of this is uh, there was a press conference between Trump and the Australian Prime Minister, and they talked for 30 minutes about their naval exercises and trade agreements, all this stuff. The Q and A portion, the last question asked by one reporter, it, it, uh, it was about gun control and Australian laws and Trump. And the prime minister answered it pretty well. He said, you know, I wouldn't propose to put Australian gun laws on the U.S. They have a constitution. You know, I it's not my place to tell them what to do. It was a pretty good response. Mm-hmm. Well, the follow up to that, the next half hour on NPR, they didn't talk about anything else but that last 15 second comment. And it was all about gun control. They didn't talk about all the tensions with China and the, the for the joint uh, naval exercises are going on over there. They didn't talk about the trade. They didn't talk about any of that other stuff. They focused on that. It is nonstop in the media on every outlet you can conceivably imagine. And I have never seen anything like this before in my life. Yeah, I think I agree with what you're saying. I think that these guys see that this is the best opportunity, the best moment they have ever. They've got, you know, they've got here locally, they've got Republicans and people who are supposed to be strong for the Mm -hmm. Second Amendment on their side. Uh, Nationally, they have the same thing. They've got the president, you know, on their side. So they see that this is the best opportunity ever to enact gun control. And if you if you're still out there thinking that it's not going to happen. Yeah, it's. These guys are trying to push this on the state level as well as a national level. You're going to get it. You're going to get it coming and going. Mm-hmm. You know, so did you want to add something there, Derek? Uh, not really. I, I don't really think there's much going on in Tennessee right now. Okay. That's a good thing. <laughs> yeah. 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 That's a good thing. How's, how's Tennessee's uh, gun laws? They're pretty good. Um, the only big thing we got right now is our mayor uh, is, is going to resign. Oh, because she was she was banging the uh... yeah that and I guess some kind of money fraud or something like that. Oh, okay. So there was other thing other than the banging going on. Well, I think it I think it it, it was uh, related because of those two going on different outings together mm-hmm. and using taxpayer money to do so. Okay. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> otherwise, the uh, I, I'm pretty pleased with the gun laws here. Okay, and there's nothing proposed right now not that i know of no okay cool all right so informed, but. yeah if someone's in tennessee and you know better than we do let us know yeah. patrick m says anyone hear about how the fight um uh, in rhode island is going i don't know if there's anyone out there from rhode island uh if anyone knows what's going on there um tango hunters talking about calling representatives everyone out there should be calling calling up these people as much as possible Armament and Axes is also in here. I see the Tyvan Show is in here as well. Brian Quick, Dennis Campbell. Uh, let's see, Joe Carpenter, Mindless Focus, Stefano Dog, uh, Gorillas and Guns, uh, Erit Arms, Ramlite. I see that as well. Um, says AZ, Arizona has best gun laws in America, as far as I know. That's what he says. It's probably true. Who knows where, where where has better gun laws in Arizona? Mm, I don't know. Don't know. Yeah, I'd be hard pressed to see who does have the best gun laws. I think Arizona is at least in the top three if they're not number one. Um, John Lloyd Sharp says, "I am a Jew. Jews do not want to be disarmed." <laughs> um, 
Yeah. And uh, Alec F1 says here in the state of Oklahoma, it's in the process of passing pro-gun laws right now. That's good. That's what we should be doing in Florida, doubling down on the pro-gun laws. Uh, I, Richard Hughes says it's either Arizona or Alaska. So we, we're going to have a guest coming on from Alaska. We'll see what's going on. Matt Moore says VA laws aren't bad. Uh, I, mean, I don't know. Virginia has been doing some crazy stuff. Lately, I'm not saying that their laws are bad, but I know that they're I think they're pretty much in danger. Um, and music lover says Washington state turning communist is sad to see. So. Um, let's see who else is in here. Opt out of gun control is in the chat. Shout out to opt out of gun control. Um, the, the chat's going so fast right now. I can't even read everyone what everyone's saying. Cyrus 308 shout out to him. I'll be for TY says Wyoming. Wyoming probably has pretty good gun laws too. Uh, we'll have to see who comes down on that. Uh, Mark Wagner says gun control and anti-Republican messages are all across the three of the top four most listened to podcasts, Serial Radio, um, Serial Radio Lab, and This American Life. Their audience is uh, moderates as well, moderates as well as conservatives. So Peyton Taylor says Wyoming. And I carry my revolver in single action, says he's here too. What's up? What's going on? John Brown Productions says uh, New Hampshire is good. So um, let's see. Andrew Thomas says not Canada. Laugh out loud. Hmm. Yeah. And CB says Virginia hopefully wakes up. Let's see. Uh, no. And uh, 28 Nicola says West Virginia, no permit needed to conceal carry. Okay. Exhale says New York laws are super lax. You can do whatever here. <laughs> okay. <laughs> he knows better than that. So there you go. Okay. If I missed anyone, just let me know. And I will, you know, just tell me, I'll shout you out. But uh, I want to get into the main part of the conversation now. And uh, I want to remind everyone, please click the thumbs ups. We have over, we have like something close to 250 people watching. I would like to see about 300 thumbs ups if that's possible. You know, if Democrats can uh, cheat on the voter roll, so can we. <laughs> yeah. I think we can get we can at least get to 200 thumbs ups, guys. So come on, let's hit those thumbs up. Let's get it going. Let's get let's um, let's get this ginned up. Let people know that we're doing this here and we're having this conversation. We are about to name names and talk about sure. people here in Florida. And I'd like to know in the chat right now, everyone in the chat, tell me who is in Florida. Midnight Range says buzzy, buzzy, blah, blah, blah. Jazzy Jazzy Panties. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know if you guys, you guys probably think I'm speaking a different language or speaking in tongues at this point, but I'm not. I promise you. <laughs> yeah, I read that as at the same time you were saying it. So it was pretty funny. Yeah. <laughs> OK. <laughs> so um, so let me know who's in Florida right now. OK. Opt out of gun control says Melbourne, Florida. Who else is in Florida right now? Let me know who's in Florida. Richard Hughes, Florida resident, but he says he's not here right now. Um, uh, Sparky's Cove says Ormond Beach. There you go. Uh, Joshua Levy, Lee County, Florida, right here. Uh, E-Rock says 305. Uh, Stelio Efrina says, uh, I probably, I don't know, I probably said it wrong. Florida here, so there you go. Um, Palm Beach, Richard Hughes says he's in Palm Beach. So let's see who else is in Florida. Michael Bender says Davy, 
Uh, Caleb Nemeth, uh, Florida for the win. Little Paul, 1969. Lakeland. There you go. Uh, Leakage, 182, says, I used to be in O'Callan. Um, actually, the representative in Ocala voted no. Republican, he voted no. Good on that guy. That's pretty awesome. Um, Raleigh Wilkes says, my sister's in Florida, but her family is anti-gun. Okay. Forget about them then. Okay, Cody Phillips says, Polk County, Florida. Uh, LV Louis Cipher said he almost ended up in Jackson, in Jacksonville, Florida. So there you go. Um, uh, Rail Razor says his son is in Fort Lauderdale. There you go. So we've got lots of people here. Larry uh, DeRazio, Broward County. Um, probably not feeling too happy about what's going on right now. Cody Phillips, Polk County. So we got lots of Floridians in here. Um, before I get into it, do you guys, have you guys heard of what's going on here in Florida, Joe or Derek? Um, I, I know there was a ban that would that got out of the uh, committee in the Senate, um, and from I, from what I hear, did it actually pass the Senate? Because there's been so much on my plate these past two days. I haven't yeah, seen it. I think it, it did pass the Senate. I think it's going back to the House. It has to be ratified or something like that now. So it's pretty close. They're, they're um, and right now, the, the age to buy all firearms to 21, right? Um, yeah, well, right now in Florida, you have to be 21 years old to buy a handgun, which is bullshit. I call bullshit on that in the first place. Mm -hmm. Right. And um, right. we posted a video, I think today or yesterday with some young kids here in Florida that go to the University of Florida, the Young Americans for Freedom. And um, with them, you know, discussing how they feel about that and trying to push back against it. They were at the rally in tally. So right now it's, it's really, really very difficult if you're a young person, but you're an adult, you know, you're 18, you're 19, you're 20. It's very difficult for you to defend yourself. And now even more is being taken away from these people with those, with those provisions. Now, one of the things that's happening, one of the strategies that they're doing a lot is they're trying to put things together in bills. They're trying to combine the bills. We see that all the time. It's like, Come on, guys, you got to give something to get something. So one part of that bill, which they're naming after the school where this shooting happened, is they're they're proposing that, you know, they're, they're trying to create something where you can allow teachers to be armed in the schools. But that side of that bill, they've added amendments to that and basically weakened it. One of the things that they've put in there is that the local sheriff could say no to that. And we know in the case of this particular school that. The sheriff said he already said no. He said that on CNN. So yeah. he would not allow it. So if so, that part of that bill is dead right there. The bill should not exist anymore. They should they should just dismantle that thing. They, they, these should not be two bills going up at the same time, you know. And then another part of this bill is what they call the bump stock ban. And they're not just banning bump stocks. They're banning anything that that changes the rate of fire on a firearm. Anything. And there's no grandfathering in. So I don't know if people in Florida understand this. Basically, when when that passes through the house and then goes to the governor's desk and his crazy ass signs it, okay, you are a felon. But what's the baseline for what increases the rate of fire? What's the baseline? They're not, that's not even in there. They're just saying anything. So, and there's no grandfathering. There's none of that. Any, if any, if you have a gun and, and, you know, I mean, I don't even know how they're going to, what they're going to do with that. But the problem with it is I know last night we were talking about it and um, someone said, well, how can they enforce that? Here's the problem. If you're driving around here and you legally have a rifle in your vehicle 
wherever and and they pull you over and they come over that thing, they could go, yeah, we don't know if this is legal or not. They can seize your property and they can just start going down all kinds of paths of, of, of taking stuff from you or pressing charges against you. There's no way this this is something that just should not be. It should not exist. There's no way to tell. And even if they put that in there, how, how, what are they going to say is the rate of fire and how are they going to base that on what already exists. Pretty much right now, people buy, you buy a handgun, you buy a rifle, you change the trigger, yeah. right? You know what? Uh, the rate of fire should be as fast as the rifle or whatever would actually bump fire, you know? Because that, yeah. without anything else, technically, that's the fastest you can shoot uh, a semi-automatic uh, yeah. rifle. Yeah, it doesn't make any sense. I mean, you know, your finger increases the rate of fire as yeah. how you shoot. You know, like if you shoot like I do and you ride the reset, that increases the rate. So this is an incredibly dangerous bill, but I feel like Floridians are just not even paying attention and they don't realize what's coming at them. And lots of people are running out to stores and buying stuff and they're buying lots of lowers. What the hell are you going to do with that? That's a paperweight. If you buy that thing and this bill goes into effect, you can't put anything in that. You can't modify your guns. That's a huge part of the industry. I'm, I'm shocked that the industry is just totally silent on this, you know. Um, they, I know there are a few companies that are coming out and saying that they uh, they they uh, they support the Second Amendment. But for the most part, the industry is totally silent. Lola's asking me, uh, Lola's saying that someone's asking about teachers. Basically, what they're putting into this, they're making it very difficult for the teachers who want to do this to be able to do it. And what I was trying to say with the sheriff is that the, the local sheriff can veto that. So even if those teachers, they're putting a whole bunch of hoops for those teachers to jump through hundreds of hours worth of training and all kinds of things that go along with that. And then still the local sheriff could go, nope, we're not allowing this. And then it's not happening there. So I sense that you want to say something here, Joe. No, yeah, you're absolutely right. I mean, you're, you know, it's this, it's this discretion um, we see it on other things like, you know, for example, states where you have to get in California, where you have to get the permission of the sheriff um, before you can carry a hand, you know, get a license to carry a handgun. Um, you know, it's the same thing, you know, without any sort of justification, just because we said so. Um, so, yeah, I, I don't understand why you would uh, why you would allow that sort of thing to uh, get put in a bill like that. It's, you might as well not even have it. Like you said. Yeah. And and so what do you feel, either one of you guys, what do you feel like, do you think that manufacturers should step up to this? Do you think there's other people who should be screaming? I mean, I'm trying to scream it like as loud as I can. I'm, I'm saying doing this every day. You know, um, I went to the rally. I'm like everything I post, I could post. I've got, you know, a, lot, a whole bunch of sexy pictures and video that I could be posting on Instagram and Facebook and all that. But I'm posting things about this. And I mm -hmm. feel like I'm pretty much on my own. There are people out there that are out there uh, fighting this fight with me. But for the most part, everyone's like, oh, this doesn't mean anything. So I'm not I haven't been trying to put a lot of too much stuff out there too frequently because I post a picture, uh, a good picture of a gun. You know, it'll get, you know, on Instagram, it'll get a hundred likes. You get a, you know, bunch of stuff. I post something about contact your senators, dozen likes, you know, mm -hmm. maybe one or two people said they did it. Bingo. And then that's it. And then of course, without, without people liking on it and inter and uh, interacting with it, it drops out of the feeds. Okay. And, and you know, I, there's got to be some way where I can combine a contact contact your reps with a cool photo, maybe, and maybe it'll get traction. But 
I agree with you. More manufacturers need to be coming out. Uh, one of the reasons why I'm wearing a black black uh, Blackhawk hat today um, is that the Vista Group, for example, is under attack by companies like uh, REI Sporting Goods. Mm-hmm. The REI Sporting Goods carries, uh, you know, uh, Blackhawk, Camelback, uh, several other brands that fall under the Vista brand, and they're boycotting them because of the Savage line of rifles. Mm-hmm. And they and they want they 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 want them to drop that. And uh, Vista's been standing strong on that. Like, no, you know, we're no, we support the Second Amendment, which is nice to see. Um, you know, as opposed to you know, it, it's it's infuriating to me that not enough people are understanding what's going on. And I think a lot of that ties right back into, and I know we've been harping on this and I hate to harp on it, but it goes back to the NRA. Mm-hmm. I mean, you know, you, you look at what's happening now, at least some of it anyway, is a direct result of the NRA's pushing for regulations. They're the ones who's been in Trump's ear telling Trump to have the ATF relook at it and reevaluate it. Well, in Trump's mind, he doesn't know he doesn't know the difference between any more about a firearm than I know about a nuclear reactor. Mm-hmm. You know, it's totally foreign to him. Mm-hmm. All he knows is the biggest pro-gun group that helped got, get him elected is telling him this. So does it make any is it any well, wonder? Now, now, they're, now, they're, now they're saying that they don't agree with what he's doing. Right. Yeah. Because they've had such kickback from it. And, you know, there's been a lot of people in social media calling him to task over it, which is good. I'm glad they finally seen the light. But why aren't they right now raising absolute hell on their? They send they send out plenty of shit asking for money, right? Sorry, mm-hmm. no, they, send out, plenty, <laughs> they, they send out plenty of stuff asking for money, mm-hmm. and and why aren't they sending out email blasts to everybody in Florida? Because they have the ability to know based on your zip code how you're registered. Mm-hmm. Why aren't they sending out targeted emails like Gunners of America does? Like, well, when when National Shooting Sports Foundation wants to send something out, they do the same thing. The NRA has those capabilities to blast out to all their members in whatever county or state it is and say, hey, this is what's going on. You need to do something now. Yeah. Why? Why is it that that massive group is not doing that? They have more than enough money. They have more than enough manpower. They could. They're just not. Yeah. It doesn't take a lot of money. It doesn't take a lot of manpower. No, no, it doesn't. But you, th- th- that's my point. They've got plenty of it, and, and they're and to send out just email blasts, but they're not doing it. Yeah, yeah. What do you feel about this, Derek? Oh, I, I just speaking about Trump, like the crap he said about taking the guns before due process. That's kind of scary. Yeah, I, I yeah. think it is. I think we ha- we have like this weird dance going on, right? Um, before the NRA opened the door, Trump made a little signal, if you guys remember, right? When we had this incident in Vegas, Trump signaled, the NRA opened that opened that up wider. Trump, Trump, excuse me, Trump, Trump, I don't know. Trump jumped all the way in there and uh, kicked it wide open. So now we have this going on. Now the NRA is kind of like pushing back, supposedly. He's pushing back against them. I think it's all one kind of weird dance. I don't really believe what's going on here. Uh, Some people want to say, hey, this is like just strategy. This is a thing that Trump is doing. Nothing's really going to happen. That's why people are still complacent in America, because they think nothing's going to happen. And I'm like, did you notice that not only on the national level are we talking about gun control and Trump saying that he's going to sign executive orders? That's happening on the state level. If you really believe at this point today, in this day and age, that we're not getting gun control, you have lost connection with reality. Yeah. You know, yeah. Um, it's it's insane to me. I'm like, wh- how, how the hell? What are people doing? What are they thinking about? 
Yeah. And it is no, so that, that big press conference he had when he had uh, all those anti-gun senators and reps in the room, right? Feinstein was sitting at his left hand. She was sitting right there, right next to him at his left hand. If anybody thinks it's a accident that she got seated right next to him in that venue, you, you, you're out of your mind. She was there because he signed off on it. That mm-hmm. didn't happen by accident. You, mm-hmm. Nobody sits directly next to the president on accident. Yeah. And I mean, Obama had all those guys down the end of the table. <laughs> right. Yeah. Out of air shot. Did you see yeah. how she giggled when he said that uh, they should look at the her assault weapons ban? Yeah, she it's like crazy. Put her hands together and giggled and she was, ugh. Oh, yeah. yeah she was she was giddy as a schoolgirl. Yep. Yeah, I've said this before. I feel like these people have split Trump open from this ass and crawled up in there and they're just pulling the strings inside, you know? Mm. And I really, it's, um, you know, I don't really believe these guys are playing next level chess. I'm just telling you that. I can't believe that people still believe there's some kind of next level chess going on here. We are literally in America on the verge of gun control. When you see Florida, the, the, the gunshine state, right? That's a nickname for Florida. When you see Florida about to enact gun control, and this is gun control. Oh, yeah. You know, these are gun control laws. They're blocking off an entire population of people. Um, you know, Derek, how old were you when you went into the military? I was 18. Yeah, you were 18. They're telling 18, 19, 20 years old, you can't defend yourself anymore in Florida. Couldn't have a handgun before. Now you can't have a long gun. And, you know, I heard from one of the guys that voted for this. Someone told me that he was like, well, you know, they couldn't have a handgun before. So this is no big deal. It is a big deal. You're totally choking off their freedom. You're 100 percent choking off the freedom of an entire population of people. And then you're doing more than that. This is not just it's not like, oh, we're going to do this thing and you can't buy a gun until you're 21. We're also going to do the bump stock ban and we're also going to do this and that. And they're piling. I mean, I don't know if they're still going in the Florida uh, Senate, but they were just putting amendments on amendment. You know, who the hell knows what's going into this? Someone has to stand up here and call these people and tell them to stop this crap. Yeah. You know, with the raising the uh, the buying age to 21, <clears throat> like when you turn 18, you, you legally become an adult. And there you're responsible for yourself. You're responsible for your own safety. So, you know, yeah. as soon as you turn, as soon as you become an adult, all the rights that, that are afforded to you, right, for, through the Bill of Rights, um, by the creator or whatever, mm-hmm. they're yours. And to say that you're you're an adult but you can't, I mean, I don't think that's right. And I I don't think this is right either. But the only way that they could make it right is to I guess the legal age of an adult would be 21. Yeah. But, and I think what's happening is because we had all these kids come out um, after this thing, you know, um, there was there was um, obviously. Lots of kids came out and said, oh, you guys aren't doing anything about this. And, you know, this is why I thought it was really important to I had a lot of footage from when I went to the rally, but I wanted to put up first the footage of these kids that are pro gun and that are saying, don't do this to us. You know, we're college kids. We don't live in good neighborhoods. We can't defend ourselves, et cetera. And I don't you know, I know everyone's ignoring them. I I would really like to encourage people to go on either like Hank Strange or Lifestyles with Locked and Loaded open up that video, click it, give it a thumbs up, push it. Uh, YouTube refuses 
they, they've had that video up for review. We've tried to get them to, um, you know, um, uh, remove that and, and let the video go without, you know, being uh, deemed not appropriate or whatever. But they refuse to do it. They won't even review it, but we've released it anyway. Right. Because usually what a lot of folks are doing now is holding the videos until they review it and then letting it go. So I, I just released it anyway, because I think it's really it's really it's I just lost Hank. your audio. Yeah, Hank, we lost your audio. Still out. Here we go. Can yeah, you hear I'm me now? You. There you Can go. Can you hear me? Okay, yeah. I don't know. That happens from time to time. I don't know what the hell's going on with my audio here. Um, yeah, so uh, where was I? Where did I drop out? I was ranting, I'm sure. Can you guys hear me? Yeah, and I was going to yeah, say yeah, something too. Yeah, yeah. Go ahead. I mean, what what I was trying to say is that um, you know, I think people really need to go out there and listen to the message from these kids and realize that people look at this differently. The problem that we're having is the kids can stand up, I can stand up, other people can stand up, but where the hell is the rest of Florida? Yeah. Can you guys hear me? Yeah. Yeah. We can hear you. Okay. All right. I, 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 yeah. I think it's just complacency. I don't think people believe it's going to happen. And so they just ignore it. They figure somebody else is going to make the phone call. Somebody else is going to write the email. And, uh, and then that's it. Yeah. Um, and, you know, the, the other side is highly dedicated. They're launching massive, uh, massive attacks on all social media um, to, to try and silence the views and to make them seem larger than they are. And as awesome as it is to vote in these online polls on Facebook and stuff, and, you know, have 85% versus 15% on a lot of these bands, that's great. But are you personally contacting your reps? You yeah. have to, because they don't know. And I talked to, uh, this is not related to this, but before, right before the Parkland shooting, I talked to our state senator here, and we're trying to pass constitutional carry here uh, to, to, to repeal the, uh, and we have a lifetime carry permit, carry license here now. But we're trying to replace that with constitutional carry. And uh, the state senator's Republican said on his survey questionnaires that he sent out because they send out, you know, in the mail and once a session, a thing. And he had a question on there. Do you support constitutional carry? He said 70 percent of the responses he got back said no. Now, how in the hell is our responses coming back to him saying 70 percent don't support it? He's a Republican. I don't know how much I believe him, but. He okay. said 70 percent didn't support it. And this was before the Parkland thing um, in a state where one out of six adults has a license to carry already. How is he getting 70 percent back if all <laughs> these believe, people yeah. aren't sending their surveys back in, aren't contacting him and letting him know mm -hmm. either he's making it up because he doesn't support it or, you know, the numbers or people just legitimately aren't sending sending back a simple survey postcard that's already, you know, I don't know. Yeah. Um, Those are things that don't that's matter. Like, that's like during the Obama gun scares. Uh, they did that whole nationwide, everyone go on that one day to your uh, state capitol for the little protests or little rallies. Mm -hmm. And when I got to the one in Nashville, I was actually pretty surprised on how small it was. It was okay. pretty much like majority of people that are, are, are either on YouTube or well-known in uh, Tennessee and then maybe, maybe a hundred other people. 
It's relatively okay. one thing. One thing I wanted to talk about real quick, and I saw some stuff pop, pop up in the comments about it, is the younger generation, right? The Tide Pod generation. So <laughs> I I, th- I think it's really important to 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 you know just like you know we don't want to be painted in a broad brush, right? Uh, on the gun owner side for the actions of a few. There are a lot of great millennials, right? 18, 19, 20, early 20s. A lot of very smart, very intelligent, very hardworking, dedicated, pro-Second Amendment young people out there. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, every generation, it seems like, has a tendency uh, to pigeonhole the next generation, right? And to say, oh, you know, they're young, they're whatever. And it's been going on like that forever, I guess, right? I mean, you know, the rock and roll generation, you know, evil rock and roll, you know, from their parents before them, all, all that stuff, right? So I think it's really important that we frame anytime we're talking about the younger generation, because they are the ones that are most socially active. They're the ones most most likely to actually have a decent impact on the next election, on the next cycle, all these different things. We need to really frame it in a point where we're not alienating these, you know, of what a significant portion of them are very smart, very intelligent and pro-gun related if you give them a chance. And we really need to scale back some of the rhetoric toward the younger generation. Because, yeah, they're, they're just like every generation before them, there's a, there's a portion of them that suck and that are, you know, literally eating Tide Pods. There's the other side that are just making fun of them that are no different than I was when I was that age, probably no different than you were at that age. And, uh, you know, we, we don't need somebody to be bashing us to get to get through to us. Yeah, I and think a popular now, at my age, I'm I'm way far removed from that. But yeah. I, I just th- that really gets at me that an entire generation of my young my stepdaughter my stepdaughter is 20 now, mm-hmm. and her fiance is young. And I mean they're they're uh, maybe 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 they're not the uh, the the coolest on some things as far as I'm concerned, but on items of understanding freedom and liberty. And and pro gun. I mean, they are all on board, but, you know, they're they're the current generation. So you have to you have to take the good with the bad and and, and make sure we don't uh, don't pigeonhole an entire generation because that's not good for anybody. Yeah, I think I think we have to show we have to try to show that there are um, there are other um, opinions out there, not just the ones that CNN gives us, you know, and kids nowadays like to say they're woke. I don't know how woke their asses actually are, but yes, <laughs> they, you know, there's some of them that think they're woke and there's some of them that are actually woke. And then there's those few that are actually awake, <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, so that's I think that's the way to look at it. OK, so Lola just sent me this. I, um, this is in Congress, by the way. Um, so there's a bill, H.R. 5103, 115th Congress, 2017 to 2018. Um, so introduced in the House February 27, 2018, Gun Violence Prevention and Safe Communities Act of 2018. This bill amends the Internal Revenue Code with respect to the excise tax on the sale of firearms by manufacturers, producers, or importers. Increase the rate of such tax to 20% on pistols and revolvers and other firearms and on any lower frame or receiver for a firearm. And two, impose a 50% tax on shells and cartridges. The bill exempts any department, agency, or instrumentality of the United States from such a tax. Okay, so that's just this is just like a part of this thing. Basically, they're proposing that they put taxes on this to make it more difficult for us to, to buy guns and ammo, 
but they're exempting themselves from that because I'm sure they're planning on buying a lot of guns and ammo. Think about this, people. This is what's happening right now. Uh, let me see. I'm going to go. Actually, do you guys want me to share this with you? I don't know if you guys want to take a look at this. Uh, hold on a second here. Let me uh, let me get in. While you're looking for that, thank you. So a couple people have posted in the comments about the 18 to 24 demographic is the uh, least likely demographic to support an assault weapons ban. And there was a couple others on there. Yeah, there are a lot of younger people that are really into uh, into ARs. So I'm glad yeah. uh, I'm, I'm glad to see some other folks posting a few things on that. Um, we we need everyone on their side we can get. Absolutely. Um, and and realize that that people are trying to take away your rights. What's happening here in Florida is taking away your rights. Not mine. I'm an old man, but, but I'm fighting for your rights. And there's other people fighting for it. You should get out there and do that too. So I just sent that to you guys. I'm going to go on to the second part. The bill allocates revenues from the increased excise tax under this bill for law enforcement and public safety grants programs, including programs for research on gun violence and its prevention. So they're going to take they're going to um, take more taxes than they're going to use it however they see fit. The bill increases the occupational tax on importers, manufacturers, and dealers in firearms, and the transfer tax on firearms. And two modifies the definition of firearm for excise tax purposes to include a semi-automatic pistol chambered for cartridges and configured with receivers commonly associated with rifle rifles and capable of accepting detachable magazines. So, um, yeah, Jeez. yeah, there's lots of stuff coming out there and we have to push back on every single damn thing that's out there, you know, and, and that's the thing that you guys need to know. This is like, this is the time to wake up here and pay attention to what's going on. See, one thing I really like, um, uh, John from the uh, gun collective, I like that him and Adam both put out that, um, that video on how to contact representatives, mm -hmm. and what to do to fight back. So right. I've shared yeah. that with quite a few people that have, that have contacted my Facebook page, asked me what they need to do, how to how ask me how, how to contact the representative. And, you know, I told them and then right after I told them, they dropped that video. I'm like, oh, perfect. Cool. Yeah. So now I just share that video with everyone that, that comes and messages me. Right. Absolutely. You could. There's lots of uh, lots of this stuff is public information. You can see all of this here in Florida. You can see what these guys are doing. We actually have I think it's um, all the time. Right. In the state house, you, there's live footage coming out when they do anything. So you can see what these guys are up to. And I'm actually going to go and um, I'm going to go open this up right now. And it's really good this. about the gun collectors video is the fact that. Um, Adam kind of breaks down like who you're talking to at what stage, so you're not going to get, you know, mad at the at some assistant or somebody who's not really, you know, in the loop or can yeah. do anything. They're just forwarding your information. Right. Absolutely. Yeah. That's the thing to remember that you know that there are some people who just work there. <laughs> you know, that does go on. Okay, so you can see this in the description, what I'm gonna read right now, so you can go into the description. By the way, we have all close to 300 people watching. I'm pretty sure we can get 300 thumbs ups, guys. Come on. All right, so, so I, there's, there, there's been a couple comments in the chat here. Um, I'm gonna see if I can post this link here. One of the first ones that came up asking about uh, supporting the statement on millennials uh, or pro AR-15. Um, how about this? Go to Google 
I can't post the link. Go to Google, you know, in another tab, type in uh, NPR and then type in Millennials Second Amendment. Those four words. The first article that's going to pop up is from within the past two weeks. And the article says, and I'm looking at it right here, uh, and this is from NPR.org, uh, dated February 24th, 2018 at 524 p.m. And this is from NPR now. It says millennials are no more liberal on gun control than elders. Uh, and you can go through and read it. Now, that now that's from the NPR thing. Now, obviously, that's just the first one I pulled up here because I'm not going to dive into the whole thing. If you guys want to do the research on that, you're more than welcome to. But if it's NPR saying they're no more no more uh, in control than elders, um, I, I, I think that obviously at least goes to lend some legitimacy to the claims that I've made and a few other people here have made. So. Yeah. Hopefully that will uh, satisfy you because I've seen that. Uh, I, I I don't remember where it was, but I saw it scroll through the chat. Yeah, and what's happening is the media is controlling the narrative. Yeah, yeah. And, 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 and if NPR, right? So if NPR, who has been pushing, and I talked earlier at the beginning of the podcast about how bad they've been pushing gun control 24 hours a day whenever they could. If NPR is putting out an article saying that millennials are no more likely to support gun control than, than uh, other generations, you know it's got to be on the other side of that, at least, at least that part of it's true if it's coming from them. So hopefully, hopefully does, does that satisfy um, what's been popped up in the chats there? Um, I don't know. All right. <laughs> we'll see. I think some people, I think I, I saw some people saying they're going to go read it. So yeah. uh, please do that. Okay. So I'm going to, I'm going to read here. This is in the description of this video. And as I said, please guys hit the thumbs ups. Okay. We're approaching like 300 people watching. I mm -hmm. think we can definitely get 300 thumbs ups right now. And um, OK, so here we go. The 17 Florida state senators voted yes on SB uh, 7026. I call it a gun control bill. That's pretty much what it is. I don't care what they label it as. I believe they they named it after the school. Doesn't make any sense for them to name it after the school when the sheriff of that county already said on CNN that he's not going to allow anything like that. So waste of time. OK, so here we go. Aaron Bean, Republican, Fernanda, uh, Fernand. Fernandina Beach, excuse me, and his number is 850-487-5004. That's a Republican, Aaron Bean, that voted yes for that. Lisbeth uh, Benacquisto, a uh, Republican, Fort Myers, voted yes. Her number is 850-487-5027. These are all, I believe these are numbers at the State House. That's why they're all 850 numbers and you guys can uh you, you can go in here and see it rob bradley republican fleming island he voted yes his number is 850-487-5005 jeff brandy's republican st petersburg voted yes 850-487-5024 doug broxon republican gulf breeze voted yes his number is 850-487-5001 by the way babyface p is the one who uh, went out there and got all these phone numbers and um and Ni terry flores republican miami <laughs> 850-487-5039 i don't even like you know it's not that i'm not surprised that miami we know where miami's going i'm really surprised at all the other republicans here that don't get it. Bill Galvano, Republican, uh, Brandonton. He voted yes, 850-487-5021. Renee Garcia, Republican, Hialeah, voted yes, 850-487-5036. Travis Hudson, Republican, Palm Coast, voted yes, 850-487-5007. Debbie Mayfield, Republican, Melbourne, 
someone was someone from Melbourne was here, voted yes. Debbie Mayfield, she voted yes. 850-487-5017. When you call these numbers, they don't answer. Leave messages. Let their voice boxes be full. Um, Kathleen Pasidomo, uh, Republican Naples, voted yes. 850-487-5028. Keith Perry, Republican Gainesville. This is my this is my rep right here. And I did call him. We called him several times. I even posted social media stuff calling him out. Um, and I've met this guy and I'm extremely disappointed. This guy thinks he's a gun guy. Bullshit. I call bullshit on that one. Keith Perry, Republican Gainesville, voted yes. His number is 850-487-5008. David Simmons, Republican Altamonte Springs, voted yes. 850-487-5008. 5009. Wilton Simpson, R, Republican, Tribley. He voted yes, 850-487-5010. I never even heard of Tribley. That's interesting. Okay. Kelly Stargle, Republican, Lakeland, voted yes, 850-487-5022. Dana Young, Republican, Tampa, voted yes, 850-487-5018. And Joe Negron, Republican, Stewart, voted yes, 850-487-5025. So you guys can find all of these people that I read through there. I don't know, for anyone that's watching, if, you, if, if you're in these districts, you really need to go out there and um, – and get in touch with these people and push back because there is there is an opportunity here to stop this bill. This bill should never, ever become law in Florida. This is a horrible thing. This is going to put like, I mean, wow, it's going to be amazing what's going to happen here if this bill becomes law. OK, so um, uh, let's see. You know, now are you guys, you guys are tracking, I'm assuming you guys are, you know, and when I say you guys, I'm talking about Joe and Derek, you guys are keeping touch with what's going on, right? Locally? Yeah, as as much as I can. Yeah. Uh, just told me that, um, I guess someone in the comments said that there was uh, some bills up in uh, Tennessee. So I'll be uh, looking those up, see what they are. Yeah. And we need to push back. One of the things I wanted to say, it's not just calling these. You, you should call them. You should call them. You should speak to them. You should leave messages. You should speak to their assistant. But these guys have social media. They have Twitter. They have Instagram. They have Facebook. You know, you can search their names. You can literally go copy the names from this thing and search mm -hmm. on Facebook and it's going to pop up. You know, they're public figures. It's going to pop up. You search on Instagram, it's going to pop up. I tagged uh, Keith Perry's ass in every post that I put up, you know, and uh, I'm pretty sure that he's seen it. I'm sure he's not happy about it. So, yeah, ab absolutely. I've, you know, it, it's hard for all of us. And, you know, if you have local people in your area like Indiana, I've been staying on top of Indiana. They do have uh, a, a little, you know, a bill or two that, that's been introduced that the chances of it going anywhere are slim to none. However, just like anything else, if all they get, if all these people get is phone calls supporting it and they don't hear from anybody else, it's possible for it to happen. Um, yeah. Just like just like one in six adults here in uh, Indiana have a, a license to carry, at least a lifetime license to carry anyway. But yet he says 70 percent of the respondents were opposed to constitutional carry. That's just that's that's bizarre to me. And um, while I'm talking here, I'm going to do a really quick screen share again to another article because some people are having trouble finding that Pew, 
Uh, you know what? You know what? Can you can you send me the link? Can you send me that link in the chat and then I'll post? Yeah. It? yeah. So yeah. I should be sharing the screen now. I don't know if you okay. can see the highlighted part. Yeah. Hold on. Let me lock you. Let me lock you in so you could talk about it. Go ahead. Yeah. It's all you. Yeah. All right. So um, so ba so basically, what we're seeing here on the uh, on the screen is that, and it, this is uh, off of a uh, article, uh, a different a different article, but references the pew part that I have highlighted here. And you can uh, you you can obviously feel free to go through to go through this yourself about millennials. And I don't want to harp on the millennial portion, but we're talking about respondents. This particular poll here that nobody, uh, I guess, people had a hard time finding, uh, eighteen to twenty nine uh, is least likely to support a renewed assault weapons ban. Um, so it's it, it, my whole point of this is that it's very you don't want to alienate people. And the younger generation is much more likely to get active on social media and these other platforms. And we don't want to be alienating them. I don't, I don't know how much you can see here of how this scrolls up, but you know, the older you get, that's, that's kind of where things, where things roll to. So, I mean, I, I feel, I feel very strongly about that, that the younger generation is really, uh, is a key here, especially coming up uh, into the future, just because they're so motivated and they're so able to rally themselves at a drop of a hat. And we need to engage that as opposed to, uh, I don't know, I, I, now I'm going to start to ramble. Sorry. No, no, I, I, th I think you're making a good point that it's not all the kids that believe in this or support this. It's just, I mean, it's basically what they're saying. And we could alienate the ones who are on our side. You know, they may not be, um, and I'm going to, I think I'm probably locked on you. They may not be as outspoken mm -hmm. as we are, you know, because yeah. they're kids. Yeah. Right. And we have to encourage them to stand up and speak out. We've got to try to show them, educate them. We are the historians that have to pass on to them why this is so important, you know, and I think it really is important. And if they don't fight for these rights, when they get to our age, it won't exist. And I'm like, what the hell happened? Just like in the 80s, when we when I, well, I know when I was young in the 80s, I don't think I got it back then. But I've always been the same way, like Joe was saying. I've always been like this. Lola met me. I was like this. <laughs> but, you know, when you're younger, you can't necessarily, like, articulate or don't fully understand what's going on. But I remember, um, you know, I remember in, in being in New York City when there were things like this going on, you know, and people were trying to defend themselves. And it's, it's illegal in New York to uh, and very difficult to, to have a permit. To, to carry concealed and defend yourself in New York. And there were people going through things. And even as a kid, I was like, man, I know what that's like because people are getting robbed left, right and center. Only the cops and the bad guys had guns. Sometimes the cops and the bad guys were the same people, you know, and that still goes on today. So, you know, you just can't necessarily articulate, articulate it the way that when, as you get older and all that, that you could do it. So, Okay, um, let me see what I'm going to do here. I don't know. I know there were some people trying to get me. If um, if you feel like you had something to say here and it was missed, just go ahead and put it in there again, um, and we'll you know we'll try to get to your comments. I think I saw opt out of gun control saying something that here in Florida they can't make any laws retroactive, so that's probably why there's no language uh, grandfathering in things. But I still feel like this is a really weird thing because how do you know, you know, any modifications you've made to your gun? How, how do you know? How do you prove what's going on here? And, and, and all of that just makes the state of, you know, states the point of why this is totally crazy and, um, and, and should not pass. These guys are rushing to do this. Yeah. 
So, so go ahead. So, so one of you know, the the attack from the left has been, and they've been consistent on it, and that's why they're. I think they're also coming against eighteen to twenty year olds. They've been trying to take away the ability for people to own guns wherever they can. Now, obviously, violent felons, for example, it makes sense to prohibit them from owning guns. But when they when they do things like restricting the rights of veterans when they return from owning a firearm simply because they're seeking help for some PTSD issues, it's not that they're crazy or they're dangerous. They just need some help dealing with what with, with what they're coming back from. And and I have a lot of friends. My my older brother uh, had some issues uh, when he returned as well. Uh, he, he's doing well, but you know he shouldn't be banned from owning owning a firearm simply because of that. The, the It's a multi-pronged approach to remove as many people as they can from owning firearms. The less people who are allowed to own a firearm, the less people who have any sort of real vested interest into uh, uh, any sort of vested interest into voting pro Second Amendment. So, you know, imagine removing an entire, you know, uh, three years of voting age people off the rolls from voting pro 2A. And on the other side of it, a lot of people have talked about how video games make uh, a lot of people are coming off video games and that's pushing them into checking these things out as they turn 18. Mm-hmm. You know, h- however you want to fall along the line. Sorry about that. I'll have to get this going. <laughs> however you fall about that uh, on, on that line, you have a number of people who are turning 18 that want to be get into firearms and they can be bold and responsible gun owners that will last. Once they get into it, they're going to be there for the rest of their lives. If they don't get into it at 18, 19 or 20, once they start hitting 21 and older, what you could see is that you could find a number of uh, a number of people getting busy with college jobs, careers, families, and then they don't fall into that, you know, to you to you to coin a term uh, gun culture, so to speak. Um, and I think it's right. crucial, you know, you you, you get get them doing the right thing at an early age. And, you know, it's, it's a good thing. So. Yeah, absolutely. And if you guys notice someone coming in, that's uh, Charles from uh, Alaskan ballistics. What's hey guys. Charles? Yeah, good. We'll give, you some, we'll give you some time to get set up there. Okay, um, thank you. Yeah. So, um, you know, one of the things I, I wanted to, uh, you know, take the opportunity to transition to what's going on with YouTube here. And, uh, you know, you could probably help me out with this, Derek. Uh, That's why I think we saw, even when we got our channel got attacked and deleted and all that, you also saw these guys go after airsoft BB guns and those kinds of channels, because those are all, you know, I think guns are a gateway drug to freedom. The gateway drug to the guns are the airsoft BB guns, et cetera. And that's why they went out there and just killed those channels. Yeah, You know, I don't know how many of those came back, but uh, do you guys want to make some comments here about what's going on? I know I've talked a lot about it. I don't know what you guys are facing or if you've had strikes, et cetera. I want to give you an opportunity to talk about that. Have you had any strikes, Derek? Um, no, I haven't had any strikes. Um, okay. Really haven't uh, had any much issues other okay. than the, them automatically demonetizing the videos and all that stuff, but. Yeah. And then I know like one of the things that I was saying that helps a lot, and we were talking about this a little bit, I don't know if you want to talk about it, but um, one of the things that helps if you get into this is if you're in one of the networks, we were not in one of the networks. You were right, but you had a little experience with that. Yeah, I wasn't in uh, one of the networks for a while. And then recently when YouTube started uh, uh, changing the, um, the requirements for it to, to be uh, part of the uh, YouTube Partners program, 
to mm-hmm. get you know your videos monetized and to earn money from it. Uh, they started uh, making the requirements like so many videos um, have you have to have so many uh, total video views, you have to have so many subscribers, you have to have a certain amount of watched minutes per week or whatever. And I guess my channel hadn't fulfilled that new requirement. I think my main channel did, but my other small channels that I never do anything with, uh, they didn't. So I don't know what the deal was, but they decided to let me go. So they let me go. And then I had to re, re, uh, what is it, resubmit for the whole YouTube ad program. For on your main channel or the B yeah. channels that you have? For all. For all. Wow. Okay. Yeah. Joe, have you been uh, facing any of these things? You've gotten, have you gotten any strikes? Um, no. So I haven't had any strikes, but there's been, there's been some really weird, uh, weird things going on here. Um, uh, so for example, what, what, um, you know, I'll, the other day when a lot of people got their, uh, their strikes, um, and, and you did as well, I had about 25% of the videos on my page, uh, on my channel, uh, demonetized immediately. Um, and okay. I, I have that no happened to me as well, but that I, I contacted them because did your whole, uh, the, the dollar sign icon kind of like disappeared. Is that what it was? So, so that was that was temporary. Um, yeah, following well, that, it was like YouTube rebooted their system, yeah. and and for a short period of time there, kind of everything was in limbo with those icons. And then when it came back on, um, I think that's when a lot of strikes hit, and that's when about twenty five percent of my stuff had been demonetized. Um, in addition to that, I had another video, and I do not know what it was. I had a, I had a, I had a, a thing pop up when I logged into my YouTube uh, channel. Uh, when I brought it up and it said, uh, your video has violated standards and it has been deleted. Oh, that's a strike. Well, well, here's what happened though. Mm-hmm. I tried, I looked and now it's an older video. I'm, I, I, I'm not hundred percent sure which one it was because it, it was definitely an older video. It's not anything I've done in the past year. Um, I got that message. I went to the channel page where, you know, it says where your strikes are. There's no strikes. Um, I checked my emails. There's nothing in there. Uh, but I know something was deleted because uh, if you go to, uh, was it Blade Social, Social Blade, mm-hmm. uh, the thing, you know, it shows your number of views for the day, right? Mm-hmm. And I had negative views that day of, I, it was, I don't know, it was roughly around 10,000. Okay. So obviously something was deleted. Um, it's an older video. I don't, I don't even remember what the hell it was. Wow. Um, and I still haven't been able to figure out what it is. So, yeah. but the point is that I've had stuff deleted that I can't find. I don't know what it was. And I didn't get a strike on it either. So I don't know what the hell is going on with YouTube. Yeah. I don't think YouTube knows what the hell is going on with YouTube. Mm-hmm. All right. Let's, let's take a second here. We do have um, Alaskan ballistics, Charles joining us. Charles, how's it going, man? Good. Thank you so much for letting me join. Oh, absolutely. So I hear that you are a teacher in Alaska. I am a teacher. I'm a school teacher in a urban district here. Okay, so. cool. And I, and I think you wanted to give us your perspective here. Uh, what's going on in terms of arming teachers, etc. Yeah, definitely. Um, I, I really appreciate it. Um, yeah, uh, coming you, on. Right. I'm sorry. Before you get into it, do you want to just because I, I don't think, um, you know, we haven't had a chance to communicate. My audience has probably never seen you before. So can you just like introduce yourself to us? Give us a little bit of background, a bio kind of thing. Sure. Uh, 
I'm Chuck. I've been uh, teaching uh, for about 11 years now. I've taught in Georgia, Mississippi, and now Alaska. Um, I'm a, uh, I've always been a gun guy. I grew up hunting with my dad and first gun was a Marlin 6022 and, uh, got into the math of it because I, I liked teaching. I like, like math and stuff. So, um, I'm actually, um, I, I, my channel is just about shooting, uh, guns through chronographs and getting actual ballistics from actual guns. That's what I do. Um, and I know a lot of people do that and it's, uh, uh, it just is what it is, but I, I'm not trying to copy anybody or anything, but like, um, just getting more information out there about that. And so that's what I do as far as guns are concerned, uh, you know, hunt and fish and, you know, try to protect myself from the grizzly bears up here. Um, <laughs> yeah, but, uh, that's a big job. Uh, yeah. yeah. It makes any gun you feel like you have feel small. Yeah. Um, does, uh, does like a four, so five, does a four, five, four, does that help any? Yeah, that's a, that's good medicine right there. That is a yeah. good medicine. I mean, right this there. is yeah. this is the Ruger Alaskan after all. <laughs> yeah, it is, and uh, I've only shot the forty four mag version of that. I haven't shot the four fifty four yet, oh, uh, but I'm looking yeah. forward to it someday. Mm -hmm. um, but yeah, so I just want to talk about like the arming teachers thing. As you know, I'm a school teacher, and uh, right now I currently teach elementary. Uh, I have taught all elementary, middle, and high school in the past. I've taught in the classroom. I've taught. PE setting as well. And that's what I currently do. And um, I think the ideal thing for us in the 2A community is that, you know, anybody who wants to carry a gun uh, that has decent training, that has a CCW, will be able to, to protect themselves in, in any place. That's our ideal thing. I think you would agree with that. Um, mm -hmm. And that should include a school or a church or a movie theater or whatever it should include. Right. Mm -hmm. Um, but I really, really think that that's going to be hard to pass and you're going to have a lot of teachers who don't want that to have happen. They're going to fight tooth and nail. I consider Alaska a purple state, if you will, as far as guns are concerned, everybody outside of the school district loves guns and has them, but inside of the school district, you know, we're a minority. And uh, the school districts, depending on which district and depending on which school and those kinds of things. So does um, Alaska allow this currently or not? They do not. Um, and I'm not familiar with which states do, but uh, I want to get on and adv advocate for it is, with, is we need to guard every school. Um, we need to be protecting our children. Um, and it's not just uh, intruders. Um, I'm an elementary PE school teacher in Alaska. Today I was cross country skiing, teaching my kids how to cross country ski. No. And very, there's some wooded areas is very possible. A moose could come out and moose are just as dangerous, if not more dangerous than a bear. People don't think about that. But they are. Mm -hmm. And, uh, so it's just the idea of protecting our children is definitely something we need to get out there in the two A community. And we need to start really fighting for it. Yeah. And so personally, with, go ahead. Mm -hmm. Yeah, go ahead. No, I, I was just going to say, sorry, I'll let you finish. Personally, I think it needs to be at the federal level where we guarantee this right for the teachers, because the children in California whose state law legislature will never pass it are just as important as the children in, you know, Kansas or Florida or Mississippi or New York. You know, they're all just as important as children. And 
they all deserve to be protected. So go ahead. No, what I was going to ask you is I think you brought up a really good point that we don't think about. What happens when teachers, when schools take kids out on school trips? You know, like you're doing, who's who's defending them? You're not in the school anymore. So having bulletproof exactly. doors and glass and uh, security. I mean, this does the uh, resource officer go with you guys on trips? How does that work? Well, um, I was actually skiing in the backfield of our school. But to answer your question with um, uh, trips, I've never seen a school resource officer on a field trip as a teacher. Um, and as a teacher, I have never seen a, a, Honestly, most two or three of the districts I've been involved in don't even have a school resource officer at the school. Um, for example, if uh, here, well, in Georgia, they had one resource officer that was assigned to the high school and then the feeder school, elementary schools and the feeder middle schools to that high school, he was in charge of basically all of those. So if there was something at the middle school, he would have to leave the high school, come be, deal with something at the middle school and then go back to the high school. Um, and so honestly, right now, there are not enough cops to protect teachers. Um, I do know, know that the cops here currently are trained to go in and not sit outside. They're trained to go in and they are highly trained and they, they regularly practice drills on it. Mm -hmm. Okay. Do either one of you guys have any questions or anything for Charles? No. At yeah. any point in time, did you think that you would be required or that all teachers would be required to um, carry in the classroom? Because I've seen a lot of videos where like a lot of teachers are saying they don't want to carry. And I, I didn't think it was a, a requirement. I thought it was by choice or whatever. Yeah. I don't think it should be a requirement um, in any state, uh, but I do think it should be by choice. Um, as a PE teacher, uh, there are times where, where carrying would be near impossible. I have part of my standards. I have to teach kids how to tumble, how to do forward rolls, how to do uh, side rolls. And if I'm demonstrating how to do these things in front of the kids with a gun on me um, in PE clothes, it's probably not the most practical. Uh, I definitely think that, um, you know, for me in my situation, in my classroom, you know, having the locked box would be better, but it should definitely, there, there are times when, you know, teachers are dealing with 18 five-year-olds or 25 five-year-olds. And, you know, the last thing we want to do is have a, a five-year-old who's not in control of his body yet uh, come up and start beating on them and start ta uh, hitting on them, those kinds of things. Yeah. Okay. Um. How, how do you think the uh, police departments or sheriff's departments feel about uh, teachers being armed? I think that's going to be on a case-by-case -case basis. I know the, the police officers that I personally know, both in this precinct or this area and in other areas of the country, um, they are all for it. Uh, most of them are Second Amendment guys, though, that are the police officers. And they are all for it, but they are also for having lots of training and for having a school resource officer there that's kind of the guide for teachers if they're in that situation, kind of the commanding officer, maybe. Yeah. 
Uh, and I'm going to ask this of everyone that's listening. Uh, like, what? Why do you guys think that we're at 2018 in America, and we still haven't really tackled the issue of safety inside of schools? Why, why do you think we're here and we still haven't done it? And and you know, even in in this last case, we had something so horrible happen, and these guys already coming out and they already have prepackaged solutions for what's going on, but no one has dealt with in America the fact that we know that people attacked us, right? You know, on 9-11, people used air, like box cutters and airplanes and they killed thousands of people in America. So we know there's people who are trying to do that. We're constantly fighting against it. We've always had things. New York City, someone uh, rented a, a, what was it, a Home Depot pickup truck. There's one incident after the other. Yet in America, we don't feel like schools are a soft target. Uh, I'll, I'll start out with that. Or do you want to? No, Sorry, go ahead. No, go. No, go. Um, yeah, I, I think go ahead, Joe. All right. So I, I think it's multifaceted. I think part of it is people, if you don't acknowledge a problem, then people don't want to, then you don't have to, if you, if you ignore reality in their minds, they can ignore the consequences of reality. Um, you know, and there, there was a great quote. Um, it was, it was somewhere out of Atlas Shrugged. Uh, written by Ian Rand, and she said, "You know, you you can try and ignore the con, you can try and ignore reality, but you can't ignore the consequences of ignoring reality." And that's what we're seeing now. We're seeing, and she wasn't talking about school shootings, obviously, um, the economic reasons, but that's what we're seeing now. If people ignore and they say, "Oh, it, you know, it's the same thing we see in the," I'm in the Chicago metro area, sort of. With I get half my news stations from Chicago, and you see people on there all the time saying. Oh, hey, you know, uh, yeah, somebody was raped a block away. Oh, that never happens in this area. Like, it, it, what, your one single block is somehow immune to everything that happens in Chicago, and you're just now realizing that it could cross the street. I mean, and it's that same sort of mentality. So that, that's part of it. People don't want to admit that they're sending their children to a place where there's either one guard or no guards and their child could get murdered while they're at school. They don't want to face that reality because then they would actually have to make some sort of conscious decision and own up to the responsibility of doing that. Then on the other side, school districts, they only have so much funding and they don't, they would rather build a new football stadium, build a new auditorium, build, you know, hire yet another over overpaid administrator to, you know, to, to look over things than actually fund security measures that would help at their school. Um, and then, of course, you know, and I don't want to go too far out on the conspiracy uh, theory limb, but we have seen politicians who say that never let any good tragedy go to waste. Absolutely. So, it, so if we have a politician who is leaving these schools wide open uh, so that they can push their anti-gun agenda, you know, if they really cared about the kids and they really understood what was going on, they would want to protect them. They wouldn't want to push their agenda. Yeah. Yeah. Why solve the problem when the problems are your bread and butter, right? Exactly. You know, I'm, I mean, it's incredible to me that this is what we're dealing with. No one's looking at the reality of what's going on here. Like you said, um, for example, there's a there's a policy in this school to ignore things and under report what's happening in the schools in the school system. So in this area of uh, where, you know, where, where this incident happened in Lakeland, there's a policy there to under report things that are happening. Do you really think the parents knew that? 
Do you think the parents, do you think they would no. every day getting up, getting their kids ready and sending them to school with the knowledge that this was the policy to underreport troubled people, troubled kids in this school or threats to the school? You know, that's the policy. I d- there's nothing in the law about that. They've, they've prepackaged a law to do something about guns and bump stocks and all kinds of quote unquote evil things. And there's nothing saying, yeah, maybe you guys need to follow the rules that already exist and st- stop under reporting and, and all this. We, we don't see any of that. So, um, you know, Derek, did you want to speak on this before I go to before I go to Chuck? No. OK. Go. Um, all right. No problem. Go ahead, Chuck. Well, I think the the main reason why we haven't tackled this problem is that the problem is actually bigger than security. Um, In the public school system, we have lots of problems with no accountability on the students. Um, You know, the No Child Left Behind Act tackled accountability on the teachers, but it didn't really tackle accountability on the students. What we have done since whenever we had the number one education system in the world is we have slowly eroded accountability on the students. Now, if a student can't pass something, they're given a special ed label and they're passed on and on and on, or they're given a plan, which is a, a almost a special ed label, and they're passed on or they're given extra help that they're that the teacher is legally required to give. But there's no um, there's no consequences for the students. We don't fail kids anymore. We don't do this so we we are we have raised a generation a couple of generations of kids that have had no consequences for their actions and that's why we're seeing public schools failing academically that's why we're seeing these shootings and in public schools is because they run into this wall of reality um and they run into that and you just can't uh, you can't see that they can't see that reality is going to have that consequence. Mm-hmm. And we, we have created this culture in the public schools where there and in life in general in our country where you can you don't have to get a job. You can be on welfare for a long time. Uh, you don't have to get a job. You can go do this. And I'm not saying we shouldn't help those, you know, who are less fortunate. I'm all for that. But like there's, there has to be res- personal responsibility brought back. And I think that's the biggest thing is we're seeing is we're ignoring reality and ignoring personal responsibility. And that's what we in the Second Amendment community here, that's what we know is the, is the truth, is we know that uh, the, the reality is there is evil out there. And the reality is that's the only way we know to stop it is to use means that it's actually going to stop it. Yeah, absolutely. Um, just as a side note, are there any uh, new gun control laws being proposed in Alaska? Not that I've heard about yet. Not okay. that I've heard about yet. Okay. I'm sure there's someone there calling for that, you know, trying to save the polar bears or, hmm. you know, some such polar thing. Polar bears are already illegal to hunt. So yeah. in Alaska, you have to go to Canada to hunt them, believe it or not. So Okay. Okay. Interesting. <laughs> Um, yeah. yeah, we've get, we're getting lots of um, we're getting lots of comments here. People, you know, um, people agreeing with you, saying that you know we're ignoring exactly you know what the problems are. I think we're all aware of what the problems are here, but we're ignoring it, you know. And the the whole no child left behind thing, yeah, we can we could talk about that one for days. 
That's sure. probably one of the worst things that's happened to America. Just the standardizing of everything. Like kids, I remember when I first came to America in the 80s, if you, you know, let's say math, for example, right? If you could figure out a way, if you could show your process of coming to a conclusion on this thing, that's it. Now it's like, mm -hmm. no, you have to do it this way, whether you understand it or not. And it doesn't really make, my brain can't, my brain just explodes every time I look at the, the ways that they're making, they're forcing people to think this way. And, you know, I hate to be a conspiracy theorist as well, but it's, it's pretty simple that we're just making people where we can pre-program them. So, I would definitely agree with that. Um, yeah. It's, there's so much like uh, safety and peace talking in the schools that they're hoping everybody conforms and they're hitting up against reality when people don't conform. But it's the same way in math. It's the same way in language arts. Uh, God forbid you assign something that's a language arts uh, based. I had a writing assignment for one of the PE games we were playing because we're supposed to do academics with PE. Right. And like, the principal, even though it was straight by the common core standards, the principal came and looked at me and said, Oh, it's too long. They don't need to write three paragraphs in the fifth grade, you know? Mm -hmm. And that, you know, when I, I had to write three paragraphs in the third grade, you know? Mm -hmm. So it's just yeah. annoying personal responsibility. And this, the standard is making it too easy for them. Yeah, the continued dumbing down. Okay, I think I'm seeing some questions here. Lola's telling me questions are coming in. Like, uh, do we have kids? So I know I've got one in college and one still in high school. Derek, uh, what's your uh, education situation with your kids? Uh, they're, one's in kindergarten, one's going to be in kindergarten <coughs> next year. So. Okay. Awesome. Yeah. Um, listen, make sure you teach them everything you need them to know, man. Oh, uh, Me and my wife, we always do. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Nice. So, yeah, what's your situation, uh, Charles? Do you have kids in the school system? I actually do not have kids at all. So, oh, okay. Um, I, uh, I, I guess being a teacher cured you. Yeah, I know. I was going to yeah. say, being a teacher, I guess that cured you of uh, wanting to have any kids. And then, Joe, I know you've got a couple kids. What, what, uh, you know, where I, are your kids at? I, I, I do. So, uh, 11, 13, and then uh, 20. And uh, we we actually started homeschooling. Uh, so my youngest has never been to a public school. Uh, she's eleven. Uh, uh, my thirteen year old, uh, my firstborn, she uh, she. Uh, I was when we first started homeschooling. She couldn't go in Indiana. They have this stupid thing where you have to be six years old to start school. Okay, which, which, which is ridiculous. So her birthday was in August. And you have to be six years old by like August 1st and her birthday's in August. So she missed out. She would have been starting freaking kindergarten at seven years old. And wow. I wasn't going to have that. So we're like, well, how hard can it be to homeschool kindergarten? That doesn't make any kind of sense. Oh, it's ridiculous. Um, that's why we have kids up here graduating at 19 years old from high school. Um, I, I don't know about you. When I started high school, I was four years or kindergarten. I was four years old in kindergarten. I graduated right. high school at 17. Right. Um, which, you know, I was four for, I don't know, a month or two. And then I turned September is my birthday. So I turned five, in, you know, shortly after. But um, mm -hmm. so that's what started it. We put her into uh, school at first grade with all of her friends who lived in the neighborhood. Um, uh, so if she could go. She couldn't go into kindergarten. Uh, at, at, it, it didn't matter whether when she went into first grade, there was no age limit for that. What, you know, whatever. So she went into kindergarten or she went into first grade. She spent a year there. She was bored out of her mind. Um, and, you know, and, and she made the thing coming into second grade, like, 
I don't want to go back to school and not learn anything. Can, can we just do it here? And then I can see my friends when they get out of school. I'm like, sure. Uh, and at that point, uh, when she was in first grade, we were already homeschooling uh, our 11 year old in kindergarten. because She had the same problem. Her birthday was in August too. So then that was it. Uh, yeah, we you're, just, you're, you're making the babies at a certain time, man. It's all you. Yeah. So, uh, uh, you know, my stepdaughter, we homeschooled her through, uh, I think half of 10th, half of 10th grade, uh, 11th and then senior year. Um, and, uh, that, that was obviously a little more of a challenge because I, you know, my wife and I both hate math. Um, but we met, we, we got through it <laughs> and, uh, and, and it I think out. you're not alone. You're not alone. Yeah. I hate that. So I hate I'm, the I'm new math of vengeance. <laughs> I'm glad I don't have to deal with all the crap in public schools right now. I, I, I really am. Um, you know, yeah. Um, all thumbs, says i read uh, a high school is trying to ban the term best friend because it doesn't include everyone what the hell is going on these days <laughs> sounds about right so yeah 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 so listen um i mean i think i don't know if we've uh, fully covered this subject i think it could probably take us a long time to talk about what's going on here in the schools and stuff like that did you guys have any other questions for charles do we want to you know charles did you have any anything else you wanted to make before we kind of like uh pivot here and you know talk about some other gun stuff um just that i think that we should as a 2 a community we should you know kind of start a movement to to guard every school maybe a hashtag guard every school i'll throw it out there um okay. to y'all but uh just start a movement you know maybe come up with some policies about what should be in every school and just like kind of start pushing it legislatively get GOA to push it for us or something like that. Cause we need to, like you just said that we're not going to, you know, 30 years, we haven't taken care of this problem and like definitely need to uh, start taking care of it. We're going to have to do it ourselves or we can't rely on the government to do it top down. We're going to have to push it ourselves, guard every school. Yeah. Uh, and it's difficult for us to do it when they make it illegal for us to do it. So, you know, that's uh, agreed. Yeah. That's the first fight that we have to win there. You know, when they don't allow us to do it, what are we supposed to do from there? So, all right. Uh, you know what? Um, let's talk about some gun stuff. How about that? You know, what what kind of so what kind of guns do you have in Alaska, man? I'm assuming you got some big uh, some big guns some big ballistics since your name is Alaska and ballistics ballistics. Um, honestly, the most one I carry. Don't take out a 22 right now. Glock 43 nine millimeter. Oh, okay. There you Glock, go. <laughs> Glock 43 nine millimeter. And uh, yeah. uh, I have a buddy that has an Alaskan outdoor channel, Chooks Outdoor Channel, and he actually shoots real grizzly bears on his channel. And he uh, uh, shoots extreme penetrators or hard cast, and nine millimeter will do it. Um, I rushed home from work. I don't have everything laying next to me, right? Um, the, the running joke is a 22 is the best bear defense gun because you, you just take somebody you don't like fishing and shoot them in the knee and then the bear gets them. But that's the <laughs> awfully bad joke. So, um, yeah, but, uh, awfully bad joke. Uh, but, uh, for hunting, I just carry like seven millimeter Magnum. I, I moved up here about five years ago. And honestly, uh, most people hunt with the same calibers that you hunt deer with in the, in the lower 48. Um, I know many people in the native villages hunt caribou, with a 5.56, 223, mini 14, usually. And they just, shipping out to the villages is rough, so sometimes they just use standard full metal jacket 55 grain on a caribou. Okay. And uh, so those kinds of things. But yeah, 7 mag, 44 mag, I just got a Glock 40 10 millimeter. Um, 
Okay. Get the full ballistics out of that thing with that yeah. long barrel. There's lots so. of happy people in the chat right now. Ten millimeter. Yeah. Even just ten, 10 millimeter mil. being said. Does anyone else in here have a ten millimeter, Joe? Derek? No, no, I, I need to, but no, I do not. Yeah. Okay, you guys aren't into it. So, Derek, tell us, man, what kind of projects? I know you got a couple of projects you're working on. What kind of stuff you have going on? Well, I got my precision rifle project that I've been doing, and. uh my latest video that I added, the part one was on the reason why carbon fiber barrels are generally more accurate than other barrels. And uh, um, I've already I've already written the script for part two. I'm gonna be putting it together here uh, shortly. And after that, I got a 300 blackout build that I'm doing. It's actually right here. Oh, okay. Let's see. Yeah, let's see that. Hold on. Okay. Yeah, this is a. So this this is the 300 blackout pistol, right? Yeah. Okay. So is that a SB tactical you got on there? Yeah, it's SB tactical brace, but I'm probably going to switch it out to a Strike Industries uh, PDW brace once it comes out and available because okay. it's spring loaded. And with me only having one arm, having it spring loaded is is best, I guess. Helpful. Yeah. And uh, I'm going to be building a uh, 5.56 upper for it here soon i already got the barrel in i just have to get the uh upper receiver in okay what's the specs on that then so what what have you put into that so far what do you mean like the parts uh, yeah yeah tell us some of the parts of this build i mean i encourage everyone to go check out fit uh fitty's channel right what uh tell the folks what your channel is and then tell us what you got going on in there yeah the channel. I, like, I like how you do your videos and stuff like that i think folks will enjoy that thank you yeah. But the channel is called 50%. It's F-I-T-T-Y percent sign. You just type that into a, a YouTube search and you'll get it. Um, I really, now I mainly focus on building videos and uh, like comparisons and uh, yeah, that's pretty much it. And yeah. So I think um, I'm, I'm seeing you've got a, um, a, a brake that can take a suppressor on there. Which one is that? Is that the... Uh... This is the Soka or the uh, Surefire. Okay, Surefire. Yeah, I thought that looked familiar. Yeah, I got a um, SOCOM 300 SPS waiting for me. It should be uh, in my hands in May, hopefully. That's what it's okay, looking cool. Right. And what kind of handguard is that? It's a Strike Industry Strike Rail. It's a uh, 10 inch strike rail. Okay, so you're gonna make this all strike industries then? Uh, yeah, like when it comes to, to to accessories and gun parts, like I'm really digging the strike industry stuff. The the guy the guys that they got um, designing their stuff, I think it's really good. They come up with really unique designs and concepts. And yeah. okay. plus, it doesn't hurt that the guy that started it. It, uh, was a um, a Navy Blackhawk guy. Oh, okay. And I was an Army Blackhawk guy, so. Yeah, I was going to say, he's still, you know, he was an Army, but okay. He's Blackhawk guy, that's all. That's, it starts there for you, right? Yeah. I didn't <laughs> know that at first, and I was, uh, I think I was talking to him on Instagram, and then he let me know. I was like, oh, shit. Yeah. Um, okay, very cool. Yeah, this, this build is pretty much all Strike Industries when it comes to, like, the pistol grip, the dust cover, the, uh, the handguard, and the PDW brace will be a strike brace once they come out. 
Okay, and what's the color there? Because um, I know that the camera probably is not showing it's us. It's a flat, dark earth. Okay. Um, these are two uh, Air Precision M4E1 upper and lower. And then Strike Industries, their, their dark, flat, dark earth is almost like a, a bronze. Yeah. So it's almost like a, a tri-tone gun with a black FDE and FDE bronze. Yeah, it's got a little bit of a sheen on it, and it looks like it's uh, M-Lock? Yes, M-Lock. Okay, okay, cool. And there's something about these, uh, like I, I, I caught a lot of flack. I wouldn't say flack, but a lot of people try to try to correct me. I uh, posted a, a picture of this on Instagram, and I had my optic mounted right here, just on the handguard, mm -hmm. right about here. And... Essentially, that's right above the barrel nut, and everyone's saying that you know you don't want to put your your optic there because of the heat, the expansion of the metal will make the uh, zero go off. But after looking at the the way they have this design, the way the um, the barrel nut is designed, it's more like a heat sink. There's mm -hmm. a lot a lot of um, room for air to flow back there, so I don't think that's that big of a deal. Okay, very cool. Um, and by the way, I got a question. I got a question, Chuck from. Uh, Babyface P, he wants to know, okay. hold on a second, let me see. Babyface P, where's his question? I got to try to pull it up here, and I don't know where they, oh, here he goes. He says, serious question um, for Alaskan ballistics. Is it dark most of the day <laughs> this time of the year? Serious question. And he wants to know, follow up, how have you learned to cope with it? Uh this time of the year, it is not dark most of the day. Official sunrise and usable light are two different things. Um, official sunrise is probably somewhere around 9 a.m., but you have usable light around 8 a.m. Uh, official sunset is right now probably around 6 p.m., and but you have usable light until 7. Um, honestly, the darkness is easier to cope with than it is the 24-hour sun in the winter or in the summer. Uh, in the summer, you you want to stay up to 11.30 every night or even 1 o'clock a.m. And just, um, especially being a school teacher, but um, you, you'll, you'll, I'll be hiking on a trail and just like, oh, I'll go a little farther. And the next thing I know, it's 1 o'clock in the morning and I have no idea uh, how far back I am, kind of thing. Um, so uh, it that's, that's the fun part is the, the summer, but it's harder to get used to. You have to force yourself to go to sleep and stuff like that. Whereas in the winter, um, you know, I was coaching football for a while, so I actually did most of my hiking in the winter in snowshoes. And you just bundle up and keep doing what you're doing. Uh, just don't let it bother you. And uh, I would hike 10 miles in the winter more because I was so busy coaching football and hunting and stuff in the fall and the summer. So Okay. Okay, very cool. And, uh, Joe, I, I can see that you've got a PS90 right there. I do. I okay. do. So, so throughout, throughout the night on the chat, there's been a lot of questions about this particular one, especially about the optic that's on it. This is, uh, this is a older PS 90. Um, one of the reasons why I haven't SBR it, I haven't seen that pop up in the questions this time. This is one of the, uh, older PS nineties, the USG model, uh, which has the uh, USG optic on it is 1.1 optic with tritium inserts inside here from the factory. Um, hmm. so I haven't done anything to it except for, put a uh, rail on the side of it uh, so I can put a QD uh, spot up there for a sling. Um, so anyway, that's that's the deal with this one. I absolutely love this thing. I mean, it's never malfunctioned. Uh, the 5.7 round is a great round. Um, 
especially for home defense. Um, it's fast. Somebody comes in with soft armor, you don't have to worry about it. It's easy to wield one-handed um, if you needed to. Um, you know, it's 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 got 50 rounds on tap in the magazine. I mean, I really like the PS90 uh, a lot. So anyway, yeah. that's that's uh, that's what's that's up your, with this guy here. Yeah, that's your pride and joy. I could tell. Yeah. I, tell that. <laughs> um, I used to have a PS90 and then and I also had a 5.7 pistol and I got rid of both of them. And I really, 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 really regret that. Mm-hmm. Should have never gotten rid of those guns. And uh, speaking of which, Derek, have you ever shot the PS90? You got you are a one-handed dude, one-armed yeah. dude. You are the expert of the one-armedness here. So, what do, you, what do you think about what Joe just said? Yeah, a lot, a lot of people have asked me why I don't uh, get more bullpups, and uh, I've thought about it. Just really haven't pulled the pulled the plug, I guess, or pulled the trigger to do it. Yeah. Um, do you, I'm sensing you just you don't like bullpups. Well, most bullpups um, will hit me in the face when they eject okay. because I'm left-handed and one-armed. So a lot of them like to eject. Like I know the Tavors, you can you can switch them, uh, but I really don't like the Tavors. Uh, okay. Were you left-handed before your accident? No, I wasn't. I was. Uh, oh, okay. Mm. Oh. So. Yeah. Um, I completely get what you're saying from my, from my, for my use, as far as, you know, like inside the house, one handed, um, that means I have a free left hand to do what I need to. You can keep it, you can keep it up and on your shoulder. It balances very well. Um, it ejects out the bottom, which is nice. So there's not stuff flying out sideways. If you have to transition corners, um, there's a lot of benefits to it. Now, if you only had one hand, I mean, trying to manipulate the magazine release and everything one handed without a support hand, I think would probably be tougher than an AR. Somebody asked me in the comments what I thought about the AR-57, uh, which is uh, which would be the 5.7 uppers for ARs. I don't like them at all. I see uh, absolutely no purpose to them. I would much rather, if I'm using uh, an AR rifle, I would much rather have a chambered in 5.56 five, than 5.7. Um, I, I think it's something that doesn't didn't need to exist and probably shouldn't exist. Um, if you have one and you like it, that's cool. That's awesome. You know, it's a free country. Enjoy. There's no such thing as a bad gun. Um, but for this platform and what it was designed for in the round, I think it's much better suited in a PS90 uh, than it would be in an AR. And if you've got an AR, just just run it in 5.56 or something else that's going to feed out of a regular magazine. So you're not you're not buying trouble. I, have a lot, I know a lot of people who get 5.7 uh, AR-57s and they've got to tweak and play with gas settings, everything else. I, I don't think it's... I don't think it's worth messing with. At least that's my personal opinion anyway. Right. Yeah. Now, did you, I don't know if you, you said, Derek, whether or not you've tried the 5.7. Uh, I've shot it at the range a couple of times, but I haven't actually, uh, I've just shot it. I haven't tried to manipulate it, like, you know, with the safety and taking the magazine out and putting it back in or anything like that. Uh, I mean, I like it. I just, I guess I haven't pulled the plug. Yeah. What what happened? What happened, Joe? <laughs> somebody somebody in the comments, uh, I think it's thirty three Bravo, said uh, no such thing as a bad gun. Tell that to Remington. <laughs> <laughs> what someone is always. I, I, gonna... I meant uh, I, I didn't quite. 
I can see how you guys took it that way. I, I didn't quite mean it that way. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, you're you're trying to say that you're not knocking the AR. Yeah, yeah I'm, I'm not specifically knocking yeah. it. It's, but it's, you were knocking it, but you're not knocking it. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Which is a roundabout way of saying you were knocking it. <laughs> but you know what? Um, I've seen them. I think I think Tony has one of those, but I haven't had a chance to shoot it yet. This is my build, by the way, guys. Nice. This is my nine millimeter pistol that you put together here with a SB Tactical. This is the low profile. I was actually I was shooting it today before I came into work, shooting it on the range, testing it because we just recently put it together. So, um, it what lower receiver is that? This is from um, a place called the Firearms Farm. I, I let me see. I don't know if you guys can actually even see this on there, but it's from the Firearms Farm, and I just like the way that it looked. The lower. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I want that one. Yeah, because I like the, I like the controls and everything on it. It's how does how does the last last round? Uh, it works. Control? I mean, you know, here when I used it today, I only had a problem one time. I'm not sure what happened with that one time, but I think I put something uh, I don't know 100, 100 rounds or so through it, and it worked. It worked most of the time. Locked back. Okay. It was just one time that it didn't. Um, and you know, it's it's a new gun that I never shot before, so I'm attributing the few little hiccups that we had to the fact to that particular fact. I know I'm mixing. What do you guys think about this? Anyone can feel free to jump in. You know, we've got like, you know, what do you think about a forged lower on a billet upper? Cause people say that's not like, not cool, but I think it looks good. I don't really, yeah, you I mean, guys I really think about that? I just oh. like that, that lower receiver. Who yeah. makes it again? This is from the firearms farm. I don't think they, they don't, I'm not sure if they make these anymore. I like to collect lower receivers. <laughs> so I just mm -hmm. like the, the fact that their name was a firearm farm. And then this was a good looking receiver. And then the upper is all from uh gun tech USA. So all the upper stuff and even this, uh, even this grip, I know they do a lot of aluminum stuff and that's what the upper is, but the, uh, the grip is from them as well. I didn't realize they made polymer and that's really cool. And then I've got a, um, the bolt is actually from Spikes Tactical. So let me, um, actually, let me open this up so I can show you guys something. The, there's this hook in here that allows, you see how that is? See how huge that is? Yeah. Can you see that? I'm gonna hold it up on yeah. my hat. Yeah, that, because of that, that was getting in the way of most other um, nine millimeter bolts that we try to put on, including one from uh, Gun, uh, Tech, Gun Tech, excuse me, that I had. So we had to go with the Spikes Tactical one to actually get it to fit in there and work. The pop-ups, everything's from them. So, and um, I'm trying to remember the name of this, of this muzzle device that they have here, but it is on, on GunTech's website. And it's basically just a cover-up. You can remove it. So, you know, I would like to get one of those retractable stocks. The, you know, this is cool. But I would actually like something retractable. I can make this a little bit smaller, easier to get into a bag. So it was pretty good. I didn't even have to zero these things. It was pretty, un yeah. So I'm looking forward to editing that video if I can actually get, you know, get some editing done around here. So do you guys have any projects that you're working on? Anyone building anything, Joe? Um, I just had... Uh I just had this guy uh, go live. This is the uh, Tyrant 9M uh, modular 9 millimeter can from AAC. This guy just went live uh, a couple days ago. 
Um, okay, that's modular. What can you uh, what can you change on? So it? right here is where it changes. Um, there's a little break right here, and just unscrew it, move the cap down. I would I would unscrew it right now, except for the fact that it's got a ton of stuff in it. <laughs> uh, I don't want it to. I don't want all that to dump out. But yeah, you'll chop it down, and it would be uh, that long right there. Oh, okay. So you can make so, it shorter. Yeah, yeah. Okay. It shorter. Can and, you change uh, it out for different calibers or no? Uh, no. Uh, so you're shortening the length. So it goes from, uh, almost nine inches down to, uh, about five and a half inches and okay. it's still hearing safe uh, in the shorter configuration. Um, does a pretty good job. I like it. The only thing I'm concerned about long-term would be these, uh, cleaning these aluminum baffles in here. There's a bunch of aluminum baffles as well as ti uh, titanium in here. So, um, you know, cleaning cans, if you, you know, titanium or aluminum can be hard to get clean in a pain. So. Yeah, I think you need to use like a sonic cleaner. So what gun do you have that on? Uh, this is uh, this is my old nine millimeter EDC um, that uh, Blackout Custom Cerakote and Force One Tactical completely redid. They did slide cuts on it, the Glock 19. They did slide cuts. Uh, beautiful stippling job. I mean, this stippling is as clean as I've ever seen on anything. Uh, and then full uh, Cerakoting uh, the whole nine yards. Wow. Okay, very cool. Chuck, yeah. I see you playing with something. What you got there? Well, this is kind of a, a finished project. This is just a cheap Palmetto State, but uh, I'm going to be working for a 458 SOCOM upper. Again, bear protection okay. is the theme. Bear protection is the theme. I was wondering what y'all think. I was thinking um, either 458 SOCOM, sometimes it can be hard to get it to run uh, reliably, different parts you have to file down, feed ramps and stuff. I was wondering, uh, should I just go 300 blackout? You think 300 blackout with the right uh, supersonic 147 grain load would make it through a bear skull or not um i don't know uh, what do you think derek what should he go here 300 blackout i i like 300 blackout yeah i like mine uh, yeah i'm not I, I don't know if it would go through the the a bear skull but <laughs> you know might might give him a nice little punch on the head <laughs> it, it it'll put a hurting on him and yeah. uh, supersonic 300 blackout is basically the same thing as uh, 762 by 39 anyway. So, right, pretty damn close for all intents and purposes. Yeah, yeah. Like um, it's going to be easier. It's going to be easier the 300 blackout. So, definitely. Say. Yeah, it's just going to be easier for you to get it, get parts, and all that kind of stuff. I don't, you know. Definitely. Yeah, I don't know and if anyone here has done that kind of build. What's what's this you have? So this is a Glock 40, but I've been having a hard time finding the right spring to run the heavier loads. Um, so if anybody has a suggestion on the right spring, you can find Glock 20 springs over the counter here in Alaska. But, you know, Glock 40 springs are hard to find. Yeah, I um, have a suggestion. Ford, so. Get a 9mm. Get the Glock 34. Right. That would be, that would be my suggestion. Mm -hmm. I don't know what, what anyone else has to say about that. <laughs> oh, I just bought a Smith and Wesson though. So. Oh, okay. Which what Smith and Wesson you got? MMP. MMP two point the um, five inch barrel, flat dark earth. Oh, okay. You know what I saw recently yeah. in the store? I saw the what is it called? The Shield, the three eighty Shield e EZ. Yeah, I've seen the, those. Yeah, uh, I don't like it. Yeah, me neither. I, I, I really can't stand 380. I think it's just underpowered. But, you know, for concealed carry, I understand where people like it. But every 380 I've ever picked up is ammo picky. 
Yeah. yeah like well, they like one one thing and not another. Yeah, you know what? I mean, I think the Glock 42 is pretty good, but the the uh M&P what I don't like, I think it's a decent size and all that kind of stuff. I don't like the uh the safety, the trigger safety that's on it. You really need to fully right. engage on that thing from the one that I saw to get the trigger to yeah. go. So I, I mean, I, you know, that's I haven't actually gotten it out there and shot it or anything like that. And I know it's probably the brand new hotness, but I, I don't know. My first impression is I don't like it. Hey guys, I, I gotta I gotta get going. So. All right, okay, man. Thanks for joining us. Okay. Good to see you, dude. Yeah. Um, we'll, we'll probably be wrapping up here soon ourselves. Um, all right, peace, man. Yeah. So you know. I don't know. We'll see how it goes. I, I know that Patrick R that's been on the show, he's a fan of it. But when I actually got it in hand, I wasn't really like too happy about it. So, yeah. Yeah, I didn't like it either. Yeah, we'll see about that. OK, so you know what? Um, I know we're, we're probably we're approaching our second the end of the second hour here. There's a couple things I wanted to talk about. I wanted to remind everyone that since everything happened with YouTube, what we decided to do was create an email list because that way we can more easily communicate with everyone. So the way to get on our email list, it's um, hankstrange.tv. So, um, you know, go go to hankstrange.tv. Okay, Mac Mac is is texting me about something here. Yeah, go to hankstrange.tv. You can put in your email. That's how we'll be able to communicate with you should something like this happen again. Also, if we have cool projects going on, as well as that's where we're going to give away everything through. So I just want to encourage everyone out there, if you haven't done it already, go to hankstrange.tv, put in your email, and then we've got all the ways that you can follow follow us and keep up with us out there. So, uh, Joe, while I get back to Mac, who, by the way, Mac is coming in here tomorrow. He's flying into Gainesville. That's why he's arresting me right now while I'm on the air. So, uh, yeah. So, um, if you, you know, let the folks know what you have going on out there, Joe. Sorry. Hold on. Let me, let me pause this. Yeah. I was just going to hankstrange.tv to go check part of that out there. Oh, cool. Thank you. I appreciate that. (laughs) Um, so uh, yeah, yeah, we've had some weird things too. What is, what is your email? If if I can ask, what is your email address uh, through right there? What are you talking about? Oh, um, on Hankstrange.tv. Yeah, is that um, using? Uh, uh, I, I don't I don't know the engine behind it. I can okay. find out for you and let you know. I was just wondering because I, I I actually had a recent uh, uh, attack on my website 13cgunreviews.com mm-hmm. where uh, they took uh, what was a semi outdated non-updated captcha for sign up and registering for like emails and stuff mm-hmm. and i got spam botted insanely um so my user list that was uh you know i had a couple thousand subscribers on it shot up to fifteen thousand, um and most of those were all bogus emails some of them i've been able to pare down others are mixed in there with what appears to be normal ones and i had somebody who just reply back from the last update that went out so i normally only post when uh, articles go up and somebody said, you know, I have no idea who got my email address, but, you know, you know, take me off your list or whatever. I'm like, oh, sorry. OK. Um, so anyway, I'm looking for a new email uh, source and I've, I've had things like MailChimp and other things recommended to me. I just don't know what to use. But um, oh, OK, um, I will find out for you and I will I will definitely let you know. Yeah. Yeah. So I need to do that. Um for the time being, the best the, the best way to stay in contact with me, of course, you know, is, is Facebook, uh, Instagram, and then uh, 
you know, YouTube and if whatever you're following, uh, you know, make sure that, you know, for your subscribers too, who may not realize it, you have to go back in and manually select to get notifications, whether it's from YouTube, Instagram, or Facebook, you have to manually go in there to get notifications again. Otherwise you're going to get pushed down in the ratings and you're never going to see the posts come up or even get notified on your YouTube push notifications unless you manually go in there and get them. Mm, okay. Yeah. Yeah. So and I'm sorry. What, what was the rest of the question? Uh, no, I was just saying, like, you know, let the folks know what stuff you have going on, how they can get in touch with you, et cetera. Yeah. Yeah. That, that, that's the best news for now. Stay uh, stay on that. And then, uh, you know, I, I don't know. I'm probably going to have something on the website here soon where I'm going to sign up for a MailChimp account in the interim or something and yeah. get that going. Just, just because there needs to be ways to, you know, for us to communicate and get the information out there outside of these social media pages because we see how quickly they get. Yeah, uh, if they pull they the plug to- on you, whatever you have, I mean, everything that you do there really belongs to them. You know, it really is the definition of a pyramid scheme. You do all the work, you build up the audience, they pay mm-hmm. you less and less, you know, and then they own that that access and they can pull it from you at any time. So mm-hmm. make sure you make sure you send me a message tomorrow and I'll talk to my uh, tech geeks over here and let you know what we're using. All right. I appreciate it. Thank you. Oh, you're welcome. All right. So, Chuck, tell us, uh, you know, what's going on with you. If you have places you would like folks to go check you out, et cetera. Uh, I'm on YouTube and Facebook and uh, Instagram, uh, Alaskan Ballistics. Um, and just let me know what you guys want me to shoot and test out as far as ammunition and gun combos. I'd, I'd love to do that. Um, and Hank, just thanks for letting me come on and talk about what I want to talk about. I really appreciate it. Oh, you're absolutely welcome, man. We're glad you came on and, um, you know, gave us your point of view. And, you know, perhaps we'll have you come on again because I'm sure this issue is far from done. You know, and um, yeah, you know, I want to thank you for coming on. I want to thank Joe and, of course, Derek, uh, 50% Tactical for coming on. Um, I want to thank all the folks that are in the chat, all that kind of stuff. Everyone hanging out with us, sharing, thumbs upping. I think we got well over... 300 thumbs ups. And that was awesome. I, you know, we appreciate that. It's a, it's a great thing. That's how we get the word out there. And, um, also I want to remind everyone, please, please, especially, you know, wherever you live, make sure you're keeping track of what laws are being proposed. Okay. Make sure you keep track of those laws on a national level and on your state, your local level, keep track of what's going on. Definitely push back. Do not be complacent. For everyone in Florida, in the description, we have the names and phone numbers of the Republicans here in Florida that voted for this gun control bill. We definitely want you to reach out to them and not just by phone, reach out to them on social media, et cetera, and let them know your uh, let them hear your displeasure. Okay. And uh, thanks to everyone that supports us on Patreon. We're Patreon slash Hank Strange for all the people who have joined in. Don't forget the way to keep in touch with us is HankStrange.tv from now on. Um, thanks to the people that do sponsor us. ATI Outdoors is on as a sponsor. Andrew's Custom Leather, of course, Safety Harbor Firearms. And, you know, we got it back. Big Daddy Guns, sponsor of the show. All right. We are out of here, guys. Thanks for joining. See you tomorrow. Peace. Thanks, everybody. See you. Yeah, we are out of here. Thank you.